1: You're listening to the Huddle Up! Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Bronco's Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge.
2: Welcome in. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me is my Fellow football priest, you know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. Zach, the Seattle Seahawks swung for the fences in an effort to smear Russell Wilson ahead of week one, Monday Night Football. Why? Why did they, so many different sources within that Seattle front office, choose now to say what they said? And why do you think, what was the ultimate motivation, The, the what drove them to do this?
3: you know, for one, is uh, he who creates the news controls the news. So they wanted to get in front of the story because they created the story. And I think you hit the nail on the head, Chad, on the radio earlier when you said there's a reason why this was preemptively released before the week one game. It's almost like Seattle is resigned to most likely losing to Russell Wilson and the Broncos. So why not try to smear him and make him look like the bad guy uh, in the process? But I also think if you it's my feeling anyway, when I, when I read the story by Brady Henderson, who either covers or covered the Seahawks, it was a very Seattle centric slant. It was biased in favor of the Seahawks. And I feel like the only reason Henderson wrote that or got the sources was because it was going to end up looking like uh, Seattle coming out on top and Russell Wilson looking like the villain. So I don't put much into it. I'm not, thinking about it at all i don't think russell wilson cares about it all that much the results will be born on the field on monday night and i think the broncos and everyone surrounding them will be happy
2: let me get to a few of the things that were said really quick and by the way hello everybody it's so good to see oh i just heard noise did you hear noise come through the share okay let me redo the share then and kill the sound um stop share screen do it again um Wanted to say hey to everybody. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend and uh, whatnot. I missed you. I missed everybody. And I know I've talked to you since then, but I did miss you. Hope everyone had a great one. I want to say what's up to Dylan holding it down for us, helping out in the chat. Diamond Rattler, as per the huge first in the chat tonight. Great to see everybody. Sam Bam, let's grab this super chat real quick, Zach, and then, and then I'll finish my thought here sam bam with the coolest hat currently floating around on youtube love it dude appreciate you sam he says good evening so glad football is back can't wait for monday for the nfl world to be introduced to the new and improved denver broncos 12 and 5 says sam zach go broncos and let's ride you like 12 and 5 as a as a record for this team
3: I do. I think, um, in a realistic, not even looking at it optimistically, eleven and six, twelve to five, is my target range for the Broncos. I certainly don't think Chad they're going to finish nine and eight, like a lot of prognosticators, and I put that in quotes, uh, seem to believe. So we'll see. Um,
2: but back to this, uh, well, back to this article, real quick. All right, here's a couple of the things, the the quote unquote revelations we learned. Uh, first off. There were rumors for a year or two, actually, but we did get confirmation that the, the Seahawks tried to trade Russell Wilson in 2018 to the Cleveland Browns in exchange for the number one overall pick. And Cleveland said, yeah, nah, for whatever reason. And that was when John Dorsey was calling the shots there. And they took Baker Mayfield. Russell Wilson today, Zach, not explicitly, but he seemed to confirm that uh, by saying, quote, um, definitely they tried to trade me a couple different times to try and see what was out there. Okay. So we learned that, but we had multiple Seahawks front office staff uh, s- clowning Russ. Here's two lines that I pulled for this article. One guy said, he's not as mobile as he used to be. And another one said, I just felt like he's a descending player. And I think maybe Zach, the worst thing that bothered me about this was, the Seahawks telling ESPN that Wilson was more uh, more focused on taking home the NFL MVP award than winning football games. This is this from the guy who... College can be expensive, but saving now can help your
0: students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at one of 25 $1,000 savings plan deposits for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org register. Look for the save now, save later giveaway under the scholarships page. Log on and register today. That's iowastudentloan.org.
4: Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy-efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com rebates.
2: He was obsessed with winning. Those are just a few things that jumped out to me.
3: I mean, he's using his mobility or lack thereof to say he's a declining player. Russell Wilson was never Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray. He was always more of a pocket passer who can use his legs uh, for maneuverability and to help him out uh, to make plays out of nowhere like he has throughout his career. But if you look up the 2018 season, the trade they wanted to make, it was a good trade not to because Baker never really reached his potential in Cleveland. And in 2018, Russell Wilson won 10 games. He threw for almost 3,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, seven interceptions, and earned another Pro Bowl nod. You know, So he's always performed at a high level, and whether the Seahawks believed in him is another story, but it said more about them and how impulsive they were to move on and get someone else in the building when a few years before 2018, Russell Wilson was hoisting the Lombardi Trophy after taking down, of all teams, the Broncos.
2: Much more to get to on this front. Garth Knight jumping in. Appreciate that super chat. Garth, becoming a— bonafide superstar party on my dog he says mhh country i love that dude i hadn't heard mhh country we'll come back to the chat trust we got a few matters of business and these are matters of business that we're quite excited to uh, discuss with everybody here tonight first things first pristineauction.com is back with mile high huddle PristineAuction.com is the most trusted sports memorabilia auction site with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. We are teaming up with Pristine Auction once again on another great giveaway. Viewers can win a Peyton Manning signed framed photo. So check out our Twitter page. All right, check out our Twitter account for pics of this awesome piece of memorabilia. You can see it on the screen now. To win, all you got to do is head to PristineAuction.com, click register on the top of the page, Or just follow the link in the description below of this podcast. And when you register, you use our registration code, Elway, pretty easy to remember, uh, to be entered Elway. And as a bonus, Pristine Auction will kick in $10 off of your first winning auction.
3: Yeah, guys, every item on pristineauction.com comes with a certificate of authenticity from the industry's most reputable authenticators. Upgrade your collection of signed memorabilia today and get 10% off your first item one when you use the code Lway when you signed up. Again, pristineauction.com slash register or use the link in the show description. Just use the code Lway and get $10 off your first item one and be entered to win a Peyton Manning signed frame photo. The drawing will be held
2: Monday september 19th now listen we've had people ask hey who won the javante williams uh signed piece of memorabilia from pristine auctions first run with us as a sponsor we don't know actually but they did confirm to us that's done so and it was given away all right the, the drawing was through people only for people who signed up on our code so if you were the one who won that, we need to hear from you, Zach. We've heard a lot of of all the sponsors we've ever had on this show. I don't think we've had as much positive interaction and like feedback from our community as we have with Pristine Auction. People saying, showing us pictures of their man cave, showing pictures of this piece of swag they got through at like a killer price through Pristine Auction. So, uh, we do appreciate you guys patronizing the the sponsors. But this is a no brainer for those of you who like to collect and really celebrate your fanhood. I'm
3: just saying, you know, if you stack up a a lawnmower, a weed whacker versus a Peyton Manning signed memorabilia or something like we give away with Javante Williams, it's a lot more appealing. So we're happy that y'all are taking to it and be sure to enter to win your Peyton Manning swag, as it were.
2: The Duchess, fresh off a victorious uh, summer victory with the red carpet, MHH red carpet here in just a couple of weeks. Golly, that's just flying in on us. Love you, Michaela. She says, to hell with seattle russ flex it up show him your inner beast zach
3: yeah i think he will you know uh it's something we talked about on the radio today that uh, i don't think the broncos are going to go bill belichick and if they get a four touchdown lead they're going to go through uh for a fifth and go for the jugular when they don't have to but he's going to show he has plenty left in the tank He's going to show that the way he ended last year, looking like the prime Russ versus the washed Wilson is the uh, norm for him still that he's not over the Hill. He's not this declining quarterback and the Seahawks made a mistake trading him away and doing so for dot, dot, dot Geno Smith.
2: David McIlrath jumping Touched in with a,
3: it's crazy
2: with a super sticker. Thank you, David. It's good to see you, my friend. Hope you've been well. We really do appreciate the support, my friend. Hope you know that. And he's saying here, good evening, Broncos country, Chad, Zach, and Scott. Hashtag MHH for life. Hashtag Broncos country. That's right. Zach, true or false, your given name, Zachary. Was that true. what your parents named you? True. So when they misspell your name with a, with an H, are they really wrong?
3: Yes, because it's Zatch, and I don't <laughs> I don't spell it with a T. So it's you know I shorten it and I go by Zach. But yeah, it's happened all my life, Chad. Between my first and last name, you have no idea how hard Kelberman is apparently to spell. I mean, I've gotten some surprises different variations. me Kelberman. Yeah, it's just it's like it sounds, but whatever.
2: <laughs> well, Phil McLaughlin says good evening, Chad, Zach, and Scott. Says let them hate R.K. Monday night will quiet them. Hashtag let's ride. Heck yeah, Phil. Appreciate you, brother. Can't wait. I mean, we're sitting here on Thursday, Friday, one, two, three, four days. Four four days to go and a great NFL weekend in between to help you pass the time. It's going to be here. And then we're off to the races, dude. So stoked right now.
3: And listen, watching the game, don't feel too bad that the Broncos lost to Buffalo in the preseason. This Bills team is so damn good. They are like they steamrolled the Rams right down the field, made it look too easy. There's a reason why people, everyone seems to be picking them, myself included, to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's their time.
2: So, Zach, if could it be that it's not that Russell Wilson is a descending player, it's that the Seattle Seahawks, have been, for the last couple of years, a descending franchise and that they are projecting. This is one of the first rules of PR in politics, which is whatever is eaten at your uh, conscience, whatever you are a little sensitive or insecure about, you project that on the opponent. That's just what you do. And in the case of the Seattle Seahawks, they opted to make Russell Wilson a political opponent, at least in the Court of Public Opinion, Zach, And uh, I think it's pretty clear their projection. It comes from a place of – I think they know know where they're at. Like the Broncos walk in the quarterback desert for the last six years. Seattle, uh, they like willingly put themselves – are putting themselves through that, which the wisdom of that we've questioned from the very beginning. And not even
3: taking the opposite approach the Broncos did, the failing approach the Broncos did last year, starting the lower upside guy – this case, Geno Smith over the turnover prone, but I guess somewhat upside having Drew Locke. But, you know, I think you that's a good way to put it, Chad. He's not a declining quarterback, at least we don't think he will be. But you can argue that they've had declining coaching and declining management in Seattle for a few years now. They, they're they far from what they used to be.
2: Yeah, credit to, uh, credit to Scott Kennedy for the descending franchise. Um, that's what a good producer will do for you. He'll make your hosts look smarter, right? Zach, here's what Nathaniel Hackett said when he was asked this, uh, earlier this afternoon in the sweltering Denver heat, golly, it's been hot. He said, uh, what, you know, he was asked, what do you have to say about Seattle saying X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. He said, quote, I just know what I see out here on the practice field, and he looks awesome. I'm excited to have him here. So he kind of brushed it under the, the rug quite quickly. Obviously didn't want to spend too much time, Zach, dwelling on it at the podium. But this was something you touched on today on the Mile High Huddle Show on the radio. And I think it's worth spending a minute talking about here tonight, and that is, as if Russell Wilson needed any more motivation going into this game, they just gave him, like, how many pieces of paper on the bulletin board? I mean, all the different comments, all the shade, just in that one article, like, the bulletin board is full now. That's not a combination you necessarily want Uh, going into your home debut 2022.
3: I give either Russell Wilson, his team or the Broncos PR team led by Patrick Smythe, a ton of credit for the way Russell Wilson navigated uh, the media and also credit to making Wilson and Hackett available to the Seattle media. Whereas Seattle didn't make uh, Pete Carroll available to the Denver media, but Russell Wilson was the consummate pro, shrugged it off, said nothing but positive things and didn't let him affect him uh, publicly. He gave Seattle no bulletin board material, no motivation, but knowing full damn well that his office in Dove Valley, Russell Wilson's, it's paper machete on the walls with every article, every uh, takedown piece, every every little bit of criticism he's faced this offseason, you can paper his walls with it. That's what Seattle did, and if as if he needed any more motivation, he hasn't now. He said there's no chip on his shoulder. There's a bag of Lay's on his shoulder, Chad. He just can't <laughs> see it. It's inside of yeah.
2: him. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, here is what, as you said, it's. I wouldn't quite say that Russell Wilson turned the other cheek. He did respond to it, but he did it in the most passive way possible because he does, you know, he's a classy dude. And he's also smart enough as a tactician, I think, Zach, to know that as triggered as maybe he might have been privately, like as much as he might, he maybe hated hearing these things said about him by his former team, he's not going to let that be perceivable in the public eye because then it not only reflects on him, Zach, but then you, who knows, then he gets mad, he's not, he gets off that whole neutral mindset thing, and he maybe gives the Seahawks some bulletin board material. But here's what he actually said. Quote, I don't worry about all that stuff. People have opinions and thoughts and ideas. Everybody has their own right to think what they want to think. I know how the whole thing went down and how it transpired and just the whole situation. But also at the same time, too, I know that every second of my time in Seattle, I enjoyed in terms of being there and trying to give it my all every day. So that's a classy cat, dude. You know, not quite turning the other cheek because...
1: Paid for by America First Legal. I guess you could maybe define
2: it as that, but I liked his response. I mean, I know he's new to Denver, but he's not new to
3: quarterbacking in the NFL. People are acting like he has a lot to prove or he has to establish himself. They don't realize he's Russell freaking Wilson. He's pretty well established. And part of that is knowing how to navigate and handle and finesse the media. Not giving anything away, not hurting your team from a tactical standpoint uh, through the press. Uh, he's he's known that and he's been trained to do that. But inside, he understands everything. He's human. You know, he understands what people are saying about him, I'm a declining player and the hit pieces and the reason he was moved on from in the first place. I mean, you do what you did in Seattle. You ended last year alone on the note you ended on, which was very good. And you get traded. And there's no real secession plan in place. If you're Seattle, you're moving on from him for nothing. So he feels slighted as he should. He feels disrespected as he should, but he'll never let that on because he wants to be a good teammate. He wants to endear himself to the Broncos. He loves football. People forget that or or write that off because he's so corny, but the man is all about football, all about his team, all about winning, and he's not going to do anything to hurt the Broncos.
2: Shout out to Michael Ronquillo. Really good to see you, buddy. Hope you've been well. Also. The uh, reigning champion of the Facebook side of the MHH red carpet treatment, Gary Leeds Palmer. Looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks, brother. He says, Hey, Chad, Zach, and Scott, Russ is here, meaning he's a Bronco. That's all I need to know. Go Broncos and let's ride. Exactly. You know, you move on to the next topic, and that is, Zach, some curious statistical projections for Russell Wilson from none other than. ESPN, let me get to them here from your article. It is predicted by, who was it, Mike Clay, who said uh, he predicts Russell Wilson to throw for 4,089 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions this year. And you, of course, talked about it as kind of a curious projection. Explain that.
3: Can I just say something about Pete Carroll first? Well, yeah, yeah. Before we put a, a bow on that topic. I love you want to hear what sour grape sounds like. You want to hear what giving someone motivation and a chip on their shoulder sounds like through the media. This is what Pete Carroll said today when he asked if he thinks that Russell Wilson will be how he'll be received by fans in Seattle on Monday night. And Pete Carroll said you're either competing or you're not. I'm leaving it up to the 12s, which is their fan base. It's game time. However they take it, I'll follow their lead. Translation, boo the hell out of this man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be any more bitter than that. And it just shows why, if it was a choice between P. Carroll and Russell Wilson, John Schneider and Seattle management chose Pete Carroll. And you know what? More power to him. It'll help the Broncos out. Anyway, about this topic in particular, I'm not overly mad. It's almost 4,100 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. Pretty much what I wrote here in the article, chat is how I still feel. I mm-hmm. mean, it would be the most by any Broncos quarterback in eight years. It'd probably get, get them into the postseason. But if you scroll down and you look at Russell Wilson's history and what he's done over the course of his career, he's thrown for 4,000 yards, I believe, what is it, five times? And, and three times went over 30 passing touchdowns in a single season. So he's shown on more than one occasion he can do that. And now he's surrounded by the best supporting cast he's ever had, a front office that handpicked his groceries, and a coaching staff that wants to let him cook. Mm. So if you want to doubt Russell Wilson or discount him, do so at your own risk.
2: Here's what I'm doubting a little bit, Zach, why the Broncos didn't make a push for Vaughn. Because he just sacked Matthew Stafford. Um, Had their chance to. Had their chance to. Vaughn was open to it, Zach. Vaughn was like Denver was on the list of possibilities of free agent destinations. Is that water under the bridge or when you see him wreck and shop like he just did, does that kind of bug you at all?
3: I'm not a Seattle fan. I'm not going to let my pettiness and my own uh, immaturity Blind me from the fact that Von Miller is a great player, and I wish him well uh, throughout his career, however long it lasts. I wished him well in L.A. last year. The reason why I wanted the Rams to win that game was because so Von could get another ring. I wish him the best in Buffalo, except when he's playing the Broncos or if he plays the Broncos, and um, that's that. I'm not going to hold his divorce from Denver against him. It's business. And Russell Wilson said that today. It's part of the game. It's part of the NFL. And you can either hold on to that like a bitter ex to never let it go, and have the 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 scary serial killer photos above your bed at night, or you can just move on and move past <laughs> it and realize it's it's okay. It'll be okay.
2: Yeah, I think it will be okay. But uh, I gotta admit, Zach, I I think the uh, rumors. Of Von Miller's demise were greatly exaggerated, and what I mean by that is he had that rocket start to 2021 as a Bronco. I want to say it was it was either three and a half or four and a half sacks in the first quarter of the season, and then he kind of went back into like 2019-ish Von, where this, the sacks weren't coming, and then he got traded, and he went back to LA, and during the regular season what time he spent there it's not that he was bad by any stretch but he wasn't the Vaughn that's making all the flash plays and in critical moments but obviously had a great postseason run no doubt about it and now he's looking really good in the debut his debut as a bill I think people maybe even the Broncos Zach possibly could have slept a little bit on where he stands relative to the uh father time issue and how much sand is left in his particular hourglass. Albert, good to see you, bro. Can't wait to hang with you in a couple weeks. He says, the Seahawks just show a very poor loser mentality. Well said, buddy. Dave from Georgia says, Denver wasn't going to give Miller the contract Buffalo gave him. That's for sure. So if it if it came down to dollar dollar bills, right? The bills gave Vaughn a we're taking our shot this year for a Super Bowl kind of contract. Like they swung for the fences, Zach. Maybe if all Von was looking for was mercenary, you know, like find the either the best contract I could get or balancing that with the best team I could land on too. I think he did get both.
3: I'm I'm sure there was a few more million out there for him if he wanted to settle for a, a less of a contending team. But you're talking about a Super Bowl favorite, even though Josh Allen just went down. But you know they went down the field and they're looking like a Super Bowl favorite. And Von just compliments them on defense. So perfectly, you know, people talk about the Buffalo offense and rightly so Josh Allen and Diggs and everybody else, but the defense is so freaking stout. And if anything, Broncos fans and Broncos players should know that after the preseason game, where even though it was meaningless, Buffalo didn't just win. They exerted their dominance all over Denver for 60 minutes,
2: man. It's the Vaughn Miller, Aaron Donald show tonight. So far anyway, golly, golly. Oh, Zach. What do you? What was your pick for this game? Your final score?
3: I had twenty four twenty in favor of Buffalo, and I know that might be a little conservative, but I thought it was going to be a defensive game. It, it might just be.
2: I know. I was thinking it was going to be more of a shootout, but it's maybe you're right. Maybe it trends more towards a lower scoring game. Defense, defense. But uh, all right, so we're about twenty three minutes in, and I think a lot of people they want to get they want to watch the game. It's you know everybody's been starved, Zach, for um nfl real meaningful nfl football before we get out of here um i know i think it was broncos for breakfast earlier this week dedicated a show to this but we haven't had a chance to address it quite yet what was your i mean at least not on the podcast we have on the on the radio show but what was your reaction to peter king predicting the broncos to miss the playoffs hedging along the way, right? Saying, oh, I'm probably going to be wrong or I'm probably going to live to regret this. But he predicts basically AFC West being the toughest division to kind of be ruled by the Chargers and the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, I have multiple thoughts on this. I respect Peter King for what he is and what he's done and, and the status and the clout that he has. And I also appreciate the little blurb he provided about Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson and just the marriage they're forming already and how happy they are together um it's his opinion you know he had the uh the Chargers and the Chiefs in the playoffs I don't know if he had the Raiders I don't think he had them in there but he just left the Broncos out yeah try to highlight it right there that's probably read. he left the Broncos out and he said it can go either way wouldn't surprise me nothing would shock me he said but he just has the Broncos on the outside looking in it's his prerogative he's not the first he won't be the last I've seen you know Eight and nine record predictions, nine and eight predictions. I think it's a little misguided, but that's why the games take place. We'll find out.
2: I just think that if you're gonna make a bold prediction, like stick with the courage of your convictions, right? Like if you're gonna say Broncos aren't making the playoffs, well, give us your rationale, give us your logic behind that, and then stand behind it to hedge the way he did was actually very um un Peter King in the sense that. You know he's usually quite a confident, confident in his takes, and I just felt like it was kind of like throwaway, throwaway type of prediction. And most predictions are, let's be honest. I mean, no one has a crystal ball. It's not like everyone's hanging their hopes and all the destiny of the world is tied to what Peter King thinks is going to happen uh, this year in the NFL. Only in
3: Peter King's mind does that take place.
2: May, mayhaps. I know Christmas Ape. Shout out to Christmas Ape back in the day uh, from from kissing Susie Salt. Kissing Susie Colt. Is it Colbert? Colt. Ah, now I screwed it up. I want to kiss you. You remember that website? KissingSusieColbert.com. Thank you. I don't but Christmas Ape would uh, lampoon his Monday morning quarterback column once a week. And it was always a fun read. I always have enjoyed reading Peter King, dating back to my childhood reading Sports Illustrated. Shout out to the mothership. Uh, I always have enjoyed Peter King, but I thought it was cool. I always enjoyed reading. Um, Christmas apes lampooning of him because sometimes he would get a little sanctimonious, Mr. King and uh, Christmas ape just had a lot of fun with that. Steve says, and good to see you, bro. Monday night special is deep fried sea chicken. Uh, let's write hashtag. Let Russ cook. Zach, is there any doubt that the Broncos are going to let Russ cook? Because we learned in that ESPN piece, another thing that, Hey, the Seahawks went with the flow of the whole let's let Russ cook. And then, at Really, the first sign, the first obstacle, the first bump in that road, they pulled the rainbacks, went back to the play defense, run the ball model.
3: Sorry, there was just a crazy interception that just took place. This is what I'm talking about by being a defensive game. I don't know. I just had a feeling. And Isaiah McKenzie bobbling it like usual, going back to old Isaiah. Um, I do like my sea chicken, Chad. I like it medium rare, and I'm pretty sure it'll taste better than crow. So I'm looking forward to that course on Monday night. Anything else? All the discourse, all the conjecture before that or leading up to that, I don't care. Bring on the game already, baby! All
2: right. Well, let's uh, let's let's make it um, quick work of this, Zach. We'll get out of here for tonight. Get everyone has a download to listen to in the morning. We we broke down the pressing issues today. If you want to go through the process with for us. Real anyone, by the
3: way, doesn't know the genesis of the Kissing Susie Colbert website. Take five seconds on YouTube and Google that. It's a pretty classic moment in NFL history, if you want to call it classic. But that was the Mile High Huddle podcast. We are off until Sunday evening, same time, same place. But until that time, follow us on Twitter at the MHH Pod. You can follow the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself, Kelberman NFL, and Scott at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some swag, guys want some merch like you see Chad and I rocking right now, HuddleUpPod.com is your one-stop shop, your destination. Go get that merch when you can check it out. And Facebook.com slash MyLineHuddlePod. Like that page and follow that page. Guys and gals, if you haven't, please go to Apple Podcast and leave your football pre a five-star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But as you see ticking below you, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos
2: fans just like y'all. Sometimes I forget that I allow my little sidekick, my little dog, Bucky, Buck Lee. We call him Bucky. I don't know. But sometimes I forget that I leave him in the office right before it's time to go live. And this was one of the rare times me forgetting bit me in the So I'm sitting here all of a sudden. Someone must my my sons are rock, walking around or something and now that they've hit puberty their voices sound like man voices so he gets really suspicious of that start barking hopefully you guys didn't hear that but you probably did so my apologies but a shout out to these great super chat superstars and supporters tonight Sam bam love you garth you da man. david you da man. and the duchess you to bomb all right we love you we appreciate each and every one of you on facebook gary Leeds palmer Phil McLaughlin, Steve Lazowski, Albert Knoppers. And, uh, you know, we would probably spend more time tonight, Zach, going through, like, predictions and what to watch for. But Sunday, we're, uh, we're going to have a chance to do that on Sunday. Yeah. So have a great weekend, everybody. And don't forget to catch us tomorrow on uh, 98.1 FM in Denver. If you're not in the Denver area, it's all good. 2 to 3 p.m. Mountain Time. Just go to our Twitter account. You'll see the link to listen. Bookmark that bad boy and you can set your watch to it every weekday at 2 p.m. Zach and I for an hour breaking it
1: down.
3: Appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. Guys, rejoice. Football is back. Have a great weekend. Take care. And as always, go Broncos.
1: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore.